He is going for close. Drew Pearson. He got it. Touchdown. Alright, alright, alright. Welcome in Cowboys Nation to Now About Them Cowboys episode number 23. This week we are celebrating a phenomenal victory against the New York football giants, our NFC East rival. And we are also going to be previewing our upcoming matchup with the New York Jets who are going to look a lot different than I thought earlier in the season. And that is due to a quarterback change. But I want to start this thing off talking about the Cowboys playing against the New York Giants in New York, in a tough environment, in the rain, in a game which could have been sloppy and ended up being sloppy on one side of the football, maybe a little bit for the Cowboys because there were a few drops. But going into this game, I was nervous. I was nervous without Tyler Smith. I was nervous that Tyron had a late is injury designation. And I was nervous about the interior defensive line for the New York Giants. Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence are no joke. I was nervous. Kayvon Thibodeau. You know, maybe he'd take a step in year two. You know, I was a little nervous about Jalen Hyatt because, you know, I followed the NFL draft and, you know, at toilets, the titles were credentialed for the NFL draft, the NFL combine, the senior bowl. And uh, we were aware of one of the Cowboys coaches kind of getting into it with Jalen Hyatt before the draft saying, hey, you're kind of a one trick guy. And Jalen Hyatt, you know, looked like he took offense to that and said, I'll show you. I'm more than that. I believe it was at Hyatt's pro day. And uh, I thought, you know, maybe Jalen Hyatt would take that to heart. He'd ball out this week. So maybe that was just a personal thought. I also thought, you know, Darren Waller would be a big upgrade for the Giants. So the game started. Enough with how I felt about it. I'm sure you all felt certain ways. Some of you might have been super confident. Um, I was a little I was a little on edge, okay? I don't like – week one's usually sloppy. So I didn't know how we come out. I thought, you know, possibly we lose first week. Um, glad I was wrong. <laughs> so – Started out, they were running the ball. Daniel Jones was scrambling, but he was taking shots. And I was thinking to myself, he ain't going to make it through the game running like that. They're marching down the field, looking like they're kind of having their way with us. We hold them to a field goal. You know, Michael Parsons, I believe, for, for, gets a sack. Uh, and then we block the field goal, run it back for a touchdown. And it was lights out from that point on. One of the most impressive things for me, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later during my breakdown, was just how relentless the defense was. Relentless, nonstop. They didn't care what the score was. They were relentless. So the first segment I want to do this week, I'm going to do it in season. I'm going to give out some helmet stickers. Some guys are a little unsung. I'm going to give some awards to you. Before I do that, uh, you want to check out toiletsthetitles.com. Not only do I have you covered for Cowboys coverage, I also have you covered for fantasy football, NFL draft. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you play fantasy football or if you're into the NFL draft, we have tons of coverage. All right, if you play IDP fantasy football, 
Whatever it is, we'll take care of you. Hit the subscribe button, throw some comments, throw some likes. And during the show, let me know where you agree or disagree with me. Or during the helmet sticker segment, if you give somebody a helmet sticker, comment with which player you're giving the helmet sticker to and tell me why. All right. And uh, follow me on the Twitter at Coach Sheps. And if you want some one-on-one advice for fantasy football, or if you want to just talk Cowboys, reach out to us, toiletsthetitles at gmail.com. We have a gilded chat, which is kind of like Discord, and we have over 220 people in there. We're talking fantasy football. We're talking gambling. We're talking DFS, anything. And we're talking NFL. We have a live game thread where we're just all chatting with each other, and we'd love to get you in there. So check that out. All right, so let's start this thing off. Helmet stickers. My first helmet sticker, Marquise Bell. Marquise Bell, when he was coming out of the draft, I said he is a starter pack for J. Ron Curse. Because that was the year J. Ron Curse was a free agent. I didn't know if he'd come back. Very similar build, downhill player. He's more of a run stuffer than a coverage guy, which came out this evening. He was tenacious. He filled into that DeMarvion Overshawn role, which we weren't, you know, I, I'll keep it on me. I wasn't expecting much of him coming out of the draft. Third rounder. And I saw him at the senior bowl. He played well. You know, but I didn't know how good he was until preseason. And he was balling. And then my hopes were up for what he could do for us. And then he gets hurt. Marquise Bell moves the linebacker, changes his number. 14 looks clean on him. And this guy was shooting gaps, four tackles, one assist, one forced fumble, zero missed tackles. He was all over the field as a downhill player. I am super excited. And I'm going to talk about this next guy who gets a helmet sticker. That's Jonathan Hankins. Because if it wasn't for players like Jonathan Hankins, who only got one tackle, but he was keeping guys like Marquise Bell free. He was holding up two linemen. So Marquise Bell, who isn't a big linebacker, right? He played safety. He's not getting touched so he could shoot through these gaps. So, you know, Marquise Bell also was just – he had great instincts. So he was shooting gaps before guys could get to him. But what Jonathan Hankins did for us this game also, both of them deserve a helmet sticker. Deron Bland – Give him multiple helmet stickers, targeted five times, only allowed three receptions for eight yards, one pressure, one quarterback hit, looked like he was kind of giving his best Orlando Scandrick there, one monster interception, right place, right time. Trayvon Diggs lays the wood on Saquon Barkley. Ball pops up, got it, returns it to the house. Beside, you know, the block field goal was huge, but that was like, Maybe they could bounce back from that. After that interception, it was the air was out of the stadium. 72.7 coverage grade, which was one tick ahead of rival moneymaker Darius Slay. So Darius Slay had a PFF coverage grade of 72.6. So Deron Bland, week one, looks like the better corner. All right, we'll see how that, that pans out, but that needs to be said. Wanye uh, Thomas, undrafted in 2022. Now making huge plays in key moments, steps up into that Donovan Wilson role, seems to be one of Dan Quinn's favorites. And, and, and there's a theme. All of these players looked hungry. They played hungry. They played aggressive. And, and it as a fan, for me, seeing a defense playing relentless and playing hungry, like they're when, when your best player is your is your hardest worker, it trickles down. And my, you know, my Twitter handle is Coach Sheps. I'm a coach, and that's something we preach. Michael Parsons has a lot to do with this. And, you know, obviously he'd get a helmet sticker, but these are for some of the unsung guys. All right. But that's trickling down and all of these guys are hungry and aggressive and they're taking no crap from anybody. I love it. I love it. Again, undrafted blocked the field goal early on that stifled the giants momentum. 41 total snaps, 84.6 
PFF grade on defense, his defensive grade for this safety was the fifth highest among all safeties who played a minimum of 41 snaps. So this guy, you know, with Javon Holland and ahead of Talano Hufanga, so with the top safeties in the NFL, it's only week one, but that performance, you know, it's helmet stickers for this week. And finally, Terrence Steele, helmet sticker, first game back from the tour ACL, didn't allow his quarterback to get touched. Zero quarterback hits, zero pressures. Shout out to Terrence Steele, secured the bag, protected his quarterback. That's my helmet stickers for this week. Again, comment with the helmet stickers you would give away, who do you give it to, and why you give it to them. All right. And even if, you know, I, I encourage humorous ones. All right. So even if we're not, you know, whatever, whatever you want to put in there, I encourage. All right. My biggest question marks from week one, it, what we're well, going into week one was just how good this Cowboys defense is. Are they elite? Seven sacks, two interceptions, two touchdowns, exceptional game. The interior defense started a little poorly, picked it up. The edge rushers were relentless. It was just wave after wave after wave. Daniel Jones was drowning. Marquise Bell, again, I mentioned him, most pleasant surprise of the game. Diggs looked, I said all offseason, the, the addition of Stephon Gilmore was huge for Trayvon Diggs because Stephon Gilmore has been there. He won defensive MVP. He won a Super Bowl. He knows it. He knows how to get it done. Trayvon Diggs wants what Gilmore had. If you want what somebody had, you got to do what they do and do what they did. And, man, he was laying the wood. That forced fumble that he ripped that ball out, we were up. 30 points. Dude could have just bagged it in and said, whatever, give him a touchdown. Chased him down, ripped the ball out. That's pride. Phenomenal. Again, the rushers were relentless. The defense was so dominant. The Giants looked like they wanted their offense off the field. Like They looked like they had – they like, let's just go to the defense. It was incredible. So that question was answered. All right. Next question. Can Dak play turnover free? All right. He wasn't asked to do a lot. He completed about 50% of, of his passes. It would have been nice to see him complete a few more. He had 143 yards. It was a wet game, but I think the tight ends dropped like two or three balls, and he barely missed CeeDee Lamb down the seam, on which would have been a beautiful touchdown for about 30 yards. So some of those completions, it goes from being 13 to 16 or 17, maybe about 200 yards. I'm nitpicking a little bit. Dak played well, but he no turnovers. All right, he had some tight throws, but some of the tight throws, when I watched the replay, he had his receivers in the hands. So they were in a tight window. I don't know if I'd recommend those throws, but they went to where they need to go. The receiver didn't come down with the ball. Another question I had was, how will Tony Pollard look as the feature back? It's a big question. He ended with two touchdowns, five yards per carry. And I kind of liked what I saw from Rico Dowdle. So I think Tony Pollard's going to be fine because the backup is decent and the line is good again. All right. And we're going to have Tyler Smith back. And shout out to Chuma Doga. I should probably give him a helmet sticker. So some of you probably already put that in the comments, but I was nervous about him. And we did fine. Okay, we we did absolutely fine. We'll see how we do this week. So Tony Pollard looked decent as the the feature back, but a sloppy game. Defense scored points. He wasn't asked to do too much, but two TDs and five yards per carry is phenomenal. Um, I wanted to know will the offensive line look rusty? Uh, they didn't look rusty. You know, Tyler Smith wasn't there. And they got the job done. You know, Dexter Lawrence had his pressures late in the game. Tyron Smith and Zach Martin just looked dominant. Tyron Smith, I was watching the game with my son. And uh, just watching Tyron Smith, you know, roll out, lead block, pull, is one of the most fun things I get to do on Dallas Cowboys game day. Because <laughs> it is just, I feel, like my son's like, I feel bad for that corner that has to take on that block. So Tyron Smith was moving. He was mauling people. O-line gave up zero sacks and only three quarterback hits, so they did not look rusty. Um, is Brandon Aubrey a liability? He missed that first extra point. 
got a little nervous, but after that, it all seemed fine. So, you know, he was fine, made his field goals, made his extra points, chalk it up to just one miss in his first NFL experience. I don't think he's a liability, but I'm not 100% sold. But I'm going to be, I'm going to try to stay positive. And uh, my man Campy, all right, he said, props to Brett Maher for kicking th- for the Rams and seemingly sorting out his yips. He went three for three on extra points, three from five, three free from five field goals, including one that was blocked. So, Brett Maher, shout out to you. You're doing all right with the Rams. Just watch out, Rams, if you make it to the playoffs. Who they beat the Seahawks, so maybe they will be there. All right, and then I want to know exactly how much time will Deuce Vaughn get, which was kind of something I was excited to see. He had an opportunity in a short yardage situation, and the Giants called timeout, and then the Cowboys didn't put him back in. So it seems like they have a short yardage package for him. So maybe we'll see some from him going forward. All right, now let's move on to week two. Week one's behind us. Week two, playing another New York opponent. Feisty, relentless, tough. Their defense reminds me a lot of our defense. Coach Salah, he doesn't mess around. They have linebackers who get sideline to sideline. They bring the wood. They have bull rushing defensive linemen. They have a secondary that is has an elite player and Sauce Gardner and a bunch of guys around him who can make plays and take pride in doing it. So my biggest question marks for week two, did the Dallas Cowboys dominate a good opponent or did they just beat up on a poor team the giants were a playoff team they won a playoff game i don't want to move the field goal post but they didn't look very good week one but we'll find that out week two okay after not being tested week one how will the offense do if we're playing behind it all and if we have to come from behind can we handle that question number three is it too early to worry about the tight end room several key drops from tight ends we saw ferguson we saw hendershot you know, maybe Schoomaker gets in there a little bit. But again, I'm kind of chalking that up a little bit to the rain, but I'd like to see those guys come down and be because Dak relies on that safety blanket. He loves the tight end position and being able to dump it down. And if these guys aren't reliable, we need to get somebody in there who is. Or, you know, I wonder if that'll cause some mistakes from Dak because now he's going to be forcing it somewhere else. So I need to see these guys step up. And will the Cowboys be tricked into a false sense of security this week? They were expecting to play against Aaron Rodgers, which was going to be a big Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers rivalry matchup and all of the things that Aaron Rodgers has done to the Cowboys over the last decade. Phenomenal quarterback, but he's absolutely killed us. So now do they feel like they can take their foot off the gas pedal because Zach Wilson's in there at quarterback? I want to see, can we treat the Jets like any other opponent and just want to beat the brakes off them just because that's how the Cowboys play? So that, that's what I'm interested in, right? The New York Jets, right? Brees Hall, he looked better than Saquon Barkley. You might say, oh, it's an overreaction. It's week one. The difference between what I saw from Brees Hall and what I saw from Saquon Barkley, Brees looked electric, but he looked hungry. Every single run, he wasn't just content with taking what was there. He wanted more. He was popping things outside, scrappy, hungry. I mean, that's probably going to be a theme with the New York Jets. They just beat the Buffalo Bills, okay, in overtime. So scrappy, hungry, electric. Brees Hall is a ball player. This defense is going to have their hands full with him. The Bills were able to get to Aaron Rodgers early, which knocked Rodgers out of the game. So the Jets offensive line might be a little bit of a question mark, all right? I think we should have a good time getting to Zach Wilson, forcing mistakes, taking him down, but it all comes down to – getting lead early and making them throw. We can't just – the Bills only got up by a few points. They kept the, the Jets alive and their hope alive. And 
we can't do that. This week, we got to get on the Jets early. We got to make them throw. We got to eliminate. Well, Brees Hall had a, one reception for 20 yards, so he can catch the ball out of the backfield. We're not out of the woods yet, but you know what I mean? We got to get on them early, stay on them. The Jets' defense, though, is going to give our offense problems. They're a top 10 defense in the NFL. They're back seven, explosive, sideline to sideline at the linebacker level, at the secondary level. The linebackers, C.J. Mosley, he's a veteran. He lays the wood. He had a play from the backside of the, of the passing play where Josh Allen rolled out away from him, and there was a, a receiver doing a post. And from the backside, he broke on that ball like it was a seven-yard throw. So there wasn't much time to get there. He broke on the ball. He dropped it. But the coverage, the instincts, the reaction, elite, elite ball player. And then Quincy Williams, his running mate, who combined – with C.J. Mosley for 17 total tackles, he is fast. He is explosive, and he wants you to feel him when he gets to you as a ball carrier. So these two studs, the defense, what I noticed from the defensive line is they're all very good at collapsing the pocket. They just have a physical presence. Will McDonald, I think when he gets more reps, he's got some skills, some spin move. I'm not saying they don't have skill. I'm saying what their skill is is collapsing the pocket, you know, starting with Quinn and Williams. They're physical. They're going to bull rush you. So the, the offensive line for the Cowboys this week are going to have their hands full. It's going to be a lunch pail game. Bring your lunch pail to work, show up, fight every snap to protect Dak. Jordan Whitehead, three interceptions. I saw a tweet today that he had an incentive for 250 grand where if he got three interceptions this season, he'll get that money. He did in week one. So week one, he hit that incentive. Very, very impressive. But I think what makes his job, it's not easy. He's an NFL player, but he's got guys like DJ Reed and sauce Gardner on the outside sauce is elite. DJ Reed is very good who are good in man coverage and they don't travel. So that's something to, to consider sauce Gardner. They can go away from him if they want to, but that opens things up for, for Jordan Whitehead to just roam and be free and take chances and take shots, which something that helps with the turnover game. You know, he knows these guys are, are going to be locking down in coverage and he knows he can take some risks. So he does take some risks and he made some plays. He's probably, it's not for him. The Jets don't win that ball game last night. All right. Here are my key matchups for this game. First one being everyone wants to see this one. CD lamb versus sauce Gardner. Again, sauce Gardner doesn't travel. He stays on the right side of, you know, right side of our offense. If you're facing it from the defense side, he's on the left side of the defense Stephon Diggs was able to beat him here and there. You know, uh, Sauce Gardner, he's a he's a long corner. You know, today's typical mold of, of DB. He's a little handsy. He's a little physical. So our receivers, whether it's CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, whoever it is, is going to need to play a little physical or just be crispy on their breaks like Stephon Diggs was to keep Sauce Gardner from making a play on the football or from being in tight coverage and Dak, we'll see. I'm interested to see how much Dak targets sauce. Cause now we look at the Buffalo bills. I don't think the Buffalo bills have a receiver core like the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. So they had to target Stefan Diggs. We're going to target CD. We're going to move him around, but we can target a Brandon cooks. We can target a Michael Gallup and Jalen Tolbert barely, barely did anything. We could target him. We could target our tight end. So, I'm interested to see this matchup. I don't know how much we'll see, but when we see, and I'm interested to see who wins these one-on-one -on -one situations. The next one is the is basically the bizarro. It's the opposite. All right, Trayvon Diggs versus Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, five receptions, 34 yards, one touchdown, and one incredible touchdown reception that was a horrid throw thrown to the DBs 
left shoulder. Garrett was on his right shoulder, reached over, tipped it back to himself across the DB's body and into his own hands. Like it was incredible. And let's be honest, there's no receiver on the New York Giants that is anywhere near as good of a route runner as Garrett Wilson. So Garrett Wilson is dangerous, but can Zach Wilson get him the football? When Trayvon Diggs is lined up versus Garrett Wilson, Trayvon Diggs in the past has, has struggled against technicians, and Garrett Wilson's a technician. So does Trayvon Diggs gamble, or does he just play safe pocket coverage? So I'm interested to see this matchup where, as fans, we get to see Lamb versus Gardner and Diggs versus Garrett Wilson. Phenomenal matchups, all right? The next key matchup for me, this is a big one. Leighton Van Der Esch, Damone Clark, Marquise Bell versus Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. You know, Brees Hall is the dude. Cowboys have shut Dalvin Cook in the past, down in the past, but now Dalvin Cook's a two. So he's going to come in fresh. Week one, this trio held Saquon Barkley, 12 carries, 51 yards, 12 receiving yards on, on three receptions. Brees Hall last week, 10 carries, 127 yards, one reception for 20 yards. We're going to have our hands full containing this guy. We have to keep him contained so that we can force passing situations so that our edge defenders and our linebackers can attack the quarterback. Marquise Bell, I love him in this this linebacker room with these two, with LV and Damone Clark. If he continues to shoot gaps like he did and not miss tackles, that should be a big help for us. So I'm feeling much be better about the linebacker room after week one. My final, my final key matchup for this one, Tyler Biotish and Chuma Adoga versus Quentin Williams. So Quentin Williams is the alpha of the interior of their defense. You know, Quincy Williams, uh, C.J. Mosley behind him, phenomenal. C.J. Mosley's elite. He's a leader. But Quentin Williams, he's the guy who collapses the pocket, forces the quarterback to, to either escape right or escape left into the arms of the edge defenders. These two, Tyler, Tyler Biotish and Chuma Doga, you know, and Zach Martin, but, you know, Zach Martin's going to do what Zach Martin does. He's going to be fine. These two, they did very well against Leonard Williams and, and Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence had his moments. You know, how many moments is Quinn Williams going to have? How are Tyler Biotish and Chuma Doga going to handle bull rush, explosiveness of Quinn Williams, and can they protect Dak and keep him up so we can move the football, so we can score some points, so we can get into a rhythm, and we can shut down the New York Jets. So that's it for my preview of week two. My recap of week one, everybody who's tuned into Now About Them Cowboys this offseason into the NFL season. I hope you had a great week one. I hope you enjoyed it like I did. I hope you enjoy week two. Here's to the Dallas Cowboys. Check me out to the, on the Twitter at Coach Sheps. Check out the show at Toilets to Titles and ToiletsToTitles.com. If you play fantasy football, we got tons of content over there for you. And if you'd like to talk to us about fantasy football and have 24-7 access to the team, we have over 15 guys. You can check us out. Email me, toiletsthetitles at gmail.com. I'll send you a link to our Gilded Chat. I'll approve you. I'll introduce you to the title tribe. And uh, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. I'll catch you on the other side. Take care.